0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, JOY. Keep JOY on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. JOY, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: Come out, come out, wherever you
2: are. I don't understand what's going on here.
0: Don't panic. Be careful, Parker. You'll crease some oh. of my dress fold. Oh. Winnie, winnie, tinny, winnie, shrimp, a little you short day. Right, right,
3: right. right. Uh,
0: too sexy. Uh, hide and seek. Hide and seek.
3: Enjoy. One of the white folks that I was talking to, prominent white people who were not tweeting about Black Lives Matter, not engaging in this discourse because they didn't feel like they just didn't want to, I said, let me tell you this. All of your black friends who are seeing that you're not tweeting about it, we, first of all, we all notice that you're not tweeting. All of your black friends, all of your brown friends, yeah. all notice you're not engaged. And we know that you picked up your phone, you saw a video of George Floyd being murdered, you went, ooh, yikes. Put your phone down and then you turned the TV back on it and kept playing a video game or or, or, or or you or you finished um Big Little Lies or whatever you did. Like that's what you did and we all know you did. We know you saw it. We know you went, ooh, woo. And then just went, man, man, that's not me. And then you kept going about your life. That's like that's like looking out your window, seeing a murder and being like, Not for me, close the door and just keep doing your thing.
4: No, it's not. No, it's not. That's too like if my cousin did that, that's what that is. If the little neighbor down the street did that, that's looking out the window and closing your blind. What this is, is you being on stage during an award ceremony and walking across the stage, getting ready to make a speech, and someone gets killed in the room and you not sure. acknowledging it. Because you. we are looking at you. So when you decide to tell us to buy your T-shirt or to buy your new pink lipstick or to look, at, listen to Lady Gaga's Chromatica, which I'm not hating on Chromatica, but if, when you're convincing us to engage in that, instead of we'll us letting us second. know, all of your followers know that it's okay to acknowledge that Black Lives Matter and that they don't have to engage either, that's what that's saying. That's saying mm-hmm. this issue that the whole world is talking about is not even important enough for me to talk about, well, let's talk about Lady Gaga. Instead.
2: You are, of course, listening to Hide and Seek on Joy 94.9. You are normally with the Sexperts, but we are taking off our Sexpert hat this week um, because, as um, Bob and Peppermint in the clip that we've just listened to have said, there are more important things going on in the globe right now. And we, as uh presenters on this particular radio program have a position to talk to you to everyone listening and we want to amplify the voices of queer people of color and take stock of what is happening in the u.s currently and also what's happening in our own backyard so without further ado welcome uh to the program uh the the lovely co-hosts that join me every week uh tim and owen how are you guys going?
5: We're very good and um, it is very important to look outside of our window, like they were saying, Yeah, because, you know, it's not all just about sex and what's happening in your immediate world. Mm. Um, There there are quite a few parallels I see uh, with the the queer rights movements and what people of colour are going through at the moment in the US. Um, So I do feel like we owe them some solidarity.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, And it... Let it be known that we're a, a group of three white guys, so we have um, we have a responsibility to make sure that we are um, amplifying queer voices on this show, which is why I chose that particular um, segment from uh, Bob and Peppermint, and I know Tim doesn't know the first thing about Drag Race, so <laughs> Bob and Peppermint were both on <laughs> no. season eight of Drag Race, um, a, a queer black man and a um, black woman of colour, um, a black trans woman of colour, and... Um, they were both amazing on their respective seasons and they've both been very outspoken at the moment d- during um what's been going on in the US um and so that's kind of why I wanted to highlight that and yeah, um like- and yeah and basically just to to say that as as white people it's it's not it's not people of color's responsibility to get to get this job done it's um a lot of the, the grunt work lies lies with us
6: yeah there's um two things that I'll add to to that like the first is it's also not like people of color's job to educate anyone. It is your own job to educate yourself. There is a huge list of TV, movies, documentaries, books, journal articles, websites, whatever that you can look at. Um, we will have a link towards the end um, that will provide you with some of those. Um, the other thing is that, you know, there's a quote going around that I, I genuinely love and that it's I will never understand what you were going through, but I will always stand with you while you go through it. Um, And that's what we're here to do. We're here to, as Michael said, amplify their voices, show solidarity. Um, And this is something that affects the whole queer community. You know, as silly as it sounds, Grindr only just removed the racial filter this week that would allow you to filter out races that you didn't want to see
2: yeah so that's been 11 years of having grinder and that feature has always been there to allow you to filter out the quote-unquote rice spice you know basically all of the flavor um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i think it's um i think it's long overdue for that feature to be removed on the platform um there's obviously a, a space for identifying with those communities so like putting on your own profile that, yes, I am a um, a person of colour or I'm Asian or I am, you know, whatever tribe kind of you fit into. Um, but, yeah, to remove that filter so that you get rid of those communities is is absolutely something that should have been done years ago, years and years ago.
5: And those people that are criticising the protesters and mm. some are violent and some aren't, but change and inequality was never rectified without people standing up and... Screaming out and
2: it's, saying, exactly, we want some change. Yep. And um, there's there's been some... And, and I think we'll, as the show goes on this week, we'll probably unpack a few of those misnomers and those things that have been happening on social media that you can kind of... Um, ways that you can counterpoint or ways that you can correct or ways that you can engage in a kind of positive manner to kind of retittle the retattle of the rebuttal of those (laughs) those things that people put forward to say well all lives matter and will police lives matter and and all those things so there's there's definitely tools out there that you can have in your back pocket to a inform yourself and stay educated and b to respond whenever you're faced with a in a position where someone said something out of turn or something that's blatantly racist or something's just coming from a place of not being informed
5: I think it's also um, important to note that we are in the age of coronavirus and um, restrictions on our movement mm. and seeing protesters defy that yep. to make themselves heard, well, obviously there's a problem.
2: Yeah, um, and it's it's interesting that you don't have to – This year, years moving so slowly and so quickly at the same time. It wasn't that long ago, a couple of weeks in fact, that – People in the US were protesting and writing and wanting their, you know, freedom to reopen the borders and to lift restrictions, even though the US has one of the worst re- responses to and, and one of the countries with the most deaths. Um, people out saying, you know, it's freedom of choice and it's my right to go out in public and I should be allowed to go back to work. Da, da, da. And it's now those voice, those same voices that are criticising the protesters for going out and protesting against racial inequality. So I think it's a really interesting narrative that. Though, yeah, that those those are the same voices that
6: we're hearing. It was literally May 16th to May 26th. It was 10 days. It was turnaround. five minutes ago. Yeah. It was it absolutely five minutes ago. Yep. This year feels like you've got six cups and they're all full of water and you're trying to add more water and just nothing is going to work. Yeah. So it's it's we've kind of reached a tipping point and I yep. feel and I hope this is the tipping point that it seems like it is. Yeah. Um, but, we yeah, we'll just see where this yeah. crazy year goes next.
2: There, there was a news article posted somewhere just just to bring a bit of levity to the to this particular episode of our show without um without demeaning the, the content matter. Um, but there was a, a post someone put up of a news article saying that they'd discovered this cave that was, you know, 5 million years old and had been cut off from the world and they found life forms within it. And someone yes. was like, no, no, 2020 is not ready. Close that thing back up. <laughs> we don't need any, like... We have enough spoons. We don't need the descent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't need something from the depths of the earth coming out and wreaking havoc. We've already had murder hornets and cannibal rats, coronavirus, um, and this this particular thing that's going on in globally at the moment because it's now spilled out. And we have um, we obviously have a nuanced response here in Australia, where we have um, protests and rallies and things that are going to be starting to happen here. Obviously, we've got to put that in the context of um, our indigenous populations and people of colour mm. within Australia but it's spilling out into Europe as well and those same those people are protesting the same thing which is the you know the, the death of George Floyd the murder of George Floyd um, but racial inequality in a broader context.
5: And there was that case in Sydney of a young Indigenous man I think he was 17 he was years, 16. Old, 16 years mm. old who was um, maybe heavy-handedly um, uh, processed by the police I wonder- he had his legs kicked out from under him and he was yeah. tackled to the
2: ground for, for no good reason. So, yeah. yes, yeah, I would say so.
5: So, I wonder if that same reaction would happen
2: here if he had died. Oh, I think absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Australia is not ex- exempt from this. Australia is a... A, a very racist country, mm. um, at, as is the U S. So yeah, we're not, um, we're looking at this from sort of ac- across an ocean, but we're, we're, we face very similar things here and they don't get talked about quite as much. There was a great post from, um, uh, on Twitter from Sally Rugg, who leads up heads up, um, change.org oh, and yes. um, posting about, well, you know, th- we need to talk about what's happening in our own backyard as well, because there's been, I think it was 430, 432. Yeah. 432, um, uh, Indigenous deaths in in custody and not one of those police members involved in those deaths has been charged or prosecuted. I think it was prosecuted.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. That's since the 1991 coronial inquest inquest into deaths in custody. So it's a lot. Like, there's a lot to process at the moment. Mm. And I know I'm sitting very heavily in my feelings with this at the moment, um, again, the one of the links that we'll have towards the end of the show will provide you resources if you feel like you need some support with all of this. Mm. Um, again, you know the, the standard links apply as well, um, and I'm sure we'll have those up on our website, and they're always up on Joy's website. Yep. Um, I, there have been solidarity protests in New Zealand and in Japan recently. We've got them coming up in Melbourne and around Australia in the next. Few days, um, you know, encouraging people to get out there and and support, but also remember your social distancing. Remember your to mask up. The organizers of these marches have really encouraged people to do that. Mm. Um, if you've got spare masks, bring them along, pass them out to people who yep. need them. Um, bring your your hand sanitizer. Yep. Go nuts, show mm. solidarity, but remember we are still. In the middle of a global pandemic, yep, and you might need to take an extra precaution or two.
2: Yep. Um, so that, we'll mention it at the end of the show as well. But the the Black Lives Matter rally in Melbourne is happening at two p.m. at um, the Parliament House steps. And as um, as Owen said, the um, yeah the organisers are asking for people if you are going to be attending to yeah to to mask up and to to bring along hand sanitizer, maintain good physical distancing. Um, and if you if you're one of those people that's that can't understand why people are protesting, you're you're concerned about your own health, the health and well being of others. Um, my what I'm going to be doing, and what I would advise other people to do is if you're not going to attend because you have those reservations, that's fine. No one's making you go along, but also no one's making you go online and say this is awful and people should be quarantining and da-da. there's no need to detract from the movement in order to make yourself feel better. If you want to support both things, you can stay at home and you can do other things. You can get online and stay and, and get active if you have the capacity to do so.
6: Yeah. Donate if you have the capacity to mm. do so. And not everyone
2: does at the moment, so that oh, should absolutely. obviously be taken into consideration yeah. as well.
6: Yeah. it's There's a million things you can do to actively um, raise up voices within the community, um, reblogging a video, having a conversation with a family member when they – Say something that is overtly or covertly racist. You know, there's plenty that can be done from your own home. And we should really be encouraging everyone to do as much as they can, I think. Within their means, obviously. Yep.
2: Um, now, we are just three white guys talking here on our radio show and our podcast that we do every week. Um, and, of course, the, the voices of people of colour in this conversation are the ones that we should be listening to. So it's not it's not about us. We can talk about we, what we can do to dismantle racism within our own communities, Um, but we have um, joining us in just a moment um, uh, Derek, who's based in the U.S., who has been um, active in some of the marches going on in Houston, Texas, Um, so we might take a quick break here on Hide and Seek on Joy 94.9, and we will be back with more from us and from Derek in just a moment.
0: You can't break this Bible, keep us quiet. i Getting high To the new day For you and I We're fearless, fearless. Oh. We got each other fearless. We keep it moving so tight No matter what style we're flowing right We keep on dancing just like Under the stars we sing On hide and seek,
2: you are back with your sex experts here on hide and seek on Joy ninety four point nine, and of course, we are taking a little bit of a break from talking about sex on this week's show because there are more important things going on uh, globally as well as in our own backyard in Australia. We are now joined by Derek on the show, who is a uh, who is living in Houston and um, has been active in some of the rallies. How are you going, Derek?
1: Hey, how are you?
2: Yeah, we're we're doing just fine here. Awesome. Now, you've been active in
5: some of the the scenes of protests there in Houston. Um, tell us why you've been engaged with those and what it's been like in your area there.
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, I am a Houston native. I was born here, raised in Dallas, and then I moved back here about 10 years ago. Um, I currently reside in Third Ward where, it, where George Floyd's family uh, lives. And um, for me, this is a lot about the things that have led up to this um so in 2015 sandra bland was also killed right outside of houston by a police officer um because he wanted to, her to put out her cigarette um so with it, it's a culmination of a lot of anger a lot of um rage a lot of like i can't believe this is continuing to happen over and over again with of these empty promises uh from our government officials uh and from people in the white house or from people in uh you know political positions so um here in Houston, we have a very diverse city. Um, it's one of the most diverse cities in the country, if not the most diverse, I believe. I keep I think we keep going back and forth in New York. Um, so the protests for the last couple of days um, have been sporadic from uh, like Saturday and Sunday. Sunday it rained here, so they're around. Um, but uh, it's been a very diverse protest group here. Uh, Friday was a lot smaller group. Um, I would say probably about a thousand people. Today we had 60,000 people uh, wow. at the protest with George Floyd's family. So, yeah.
2: And did you have a, a chance to observe the Floyd family and, um, I, you know, were people checking on their welfare and were they well supported through throughout what was happening today.
1: Yeah. So, um, they laid in front of the protest group. Um, and so we marched from discovery green, which is like this like park that's in, uh, East downtown and then, uh, to city hall, which is maybe like five or six blocks, um, toward West downtown and um i was kind of like in the middle of that big large group so i was trying to get to the closest i can but um sheila jackson lee who is one of our um representatives here she uh is actually over my district i'm in her district which is in third ward um and she's a very big figure in um the u.s politics uh for being very loud very being very um uh, very supportive of the uh, african-american community and black community here and uh, every you know person of color um and so she was there uh sylvester turner who was our mayor was there and then the floyd family was there um i will say this was not like an official black lives matter um protest uh this was put on by bun b who is a rapper that is from houston uh and another rapper that's from houston as well so that was like that was the kind of circle around it um but there was a lot of presence of black lives matter um here so
6: yeah that's um it's it's good to hear that you know that the, these numbers are, are swelling and, and growing, and that you actually seem to have, um, you know, some support from people in you know the positions c- of power. Yeah, yeah. positions of power in Congress. Um, it sorry, it, it's a lot to process at one time. Um, and you mentioned that you know this is a lot of, of built up of rage and and over time. Um this is it feels like it's getting much bigger than the treatment of african americans by the police um do you have anything to say around the you know the growing swell of the the i guess the protests
1: yeah for sure um being someone who is um I consider myself black, I'm biracial, so I mix black and white. Um, I've lived in Texas all my life. I've traveled around the world. I've traveled around uh, the United States. And, um, you know, this is more than just like the police brutality. This is a systematic issue of... Uh, It feels like literally this country was built off the back of black people and um, everything is made to systematically oppress us. So, for instance, like we will not get the same bank loans that people will get for home and housing and things like that. Um, If you have a tradition, like a a black name with African-American vernacular uh, on a resume, you are way less likely to even score an interview, much less get hired. Uh, it, it's it, the list goes on and on of just different ways black people are treated differently in America. Um, Like myself, I am lighter skinned, so I have privilege. There's more privilege I have um, because of my lighter skin, but I would still considered black in America. And so, uh, you know, there's, I, I get lucky with some of the jobs I've had and like the abilities that not only just because of my skill, but uh, I can get away with a lot more than like, I would say my father who is very dark skinned uh, when we moved in, here's a good example. We moved into our house when I was younger. And I remember when we were moving in, uh, the neighbors next door were like, hey, they're like, someone's new moving in. And they walked up to my dad and they're like, hey, can you ask uh, who the family is moving in? And he looked at them like, this is my house. Like, what are you talking about? It literally just kicked off the worst relationship <laughs> for the next like 15 years. Wow. So just stuff like that, that um, you will always remember in your life, the way people look at you. Um, I've worked in customer service for years. I've worked for different companies and like the, the Karens of the world and things like that. Like they will always look at you differently and treat you differently than they would if I was a you know uh, a white male or even a white female. So
5: I notice here in Australia we have a, a similar problem um, for people who are Indigenous. Um, just by having um, a, a darker color skin, um, in some aspects they do get treated um way differently and um and don't have as many uh opportunities here. So mm. um there's definitely those parallels here in Australia.
2: Yeah. Um that thing you mentioned just now, um, Derek about the, the conversation you your father had with the neighbour, that's kind of an, an example of what I would call that like that well-meaning racism of no, no one's calling you a, a racist slur from a car as they drive past, um, and for that person, that might have been completely internalized and wasn't even aware that what they were saying was quite racist. Um, how I call it casual casual racism? racism yeah. yeah. Um, how do, how can we combat that kind of racism where someone you know, if you pull them up on that, they might get really offended because, well, I didn't mean to say anything wrong, and I didn't know what I was saying was wrong. How can how can we kind of unpack unpack that? I guess.
1: For sure, it's accountability, and like they have to be open to willing to change. Um, I can tell you, like, and I've seen it even within myself before, like where someone will tell, like, try to correct me about something, and I'm like, you know, no, I'm I'm right on this, right? Like, this is my first instinct, and um, if they're not willing to change or willing to even hear you out, uh, they they will not enter into that conversation. Um, Let me like one good example I can tell you is. When people say, quote, I don't see color or I taught my kids to not see color, that is literally one of the deepest cuts I've ever continued to hear. Yeah. Um, just the fact that literally means that you don't see my skin color, meaning you don't see like the history I've been through, you don't see my individualism, you don't see my culture, like that's not okay. And I understand where they're going with it. Like I truly, truly do. Um, but like when I tell them, like, hey, that's not okay for these reasons and sometimes people listen and sometimes people are just going to put their stake in the ground and be like well you know my mother taught me that or my grandmother taught me that and like you know they're right and I'm like okay cool well a person of color a black person living in America is telling you please stop saying that because that hurts us um it's like um for instance I was I got into it on Facebook the other day with somebody who was like sticking their like foot in the ground about all lives matter and they were a gay white male from Chicago and groundbreaking uh, Yeah. All right. (laughs) And, um, and so then we're, I was like, like literally three or four people told him, Hey bro, like do not like, this is not okay. And here's the reasons why. And then he's like, you guys just don't get it. You're being sensitive. Like you just don't understand. So basically what he's saying is like, I want to support you, but I'm going to support you in the way I want to support you, not in the way you need me to support you in. And that's not where it should come from. It you really need to be asked like, how can I support you? What's the best way? Please yep. correct me if I'm saying something wrong. I have a lot of friends like that i I will say I'm flabbergasted and like just um so touched by the people that have reached out to me over the last five, six, seven days of this going on, making sure I'm okay, making sure uh my mental health is okay mm. um from all over the world. I mean, like, you guys in Australia, too, like, all my friends there and, like, my friends in, you know, in Europe and, of course, my friends in the U.S., old co-workers, everybody. It's been amazing, so.
2: And isn't it interesting that um, it can be pe- people that are of a minority, people that are, you know, the, the our queer white men specifically, the people sitting around this table, um, mm-hmm. c- can be people that have, um, that have experienced systemic oppression to certain degrees um, that fail to recognise... The systemic oppression and the the, the racism that um the, the, the exact racism that you're calling out i just think it's it's so flabbergasting i guess
1: i can tell you like um you know i had this conversation with another coworker a couple years ago and they were like well i'm gay so i understand your struggle being black and I'm like no you can hide being gay like you're a masculine white male like you can butch it up and be like whatever society needs you to be at any moment like I cannot hide the fact that I'm black or my skin's darker, or or like even my female counterparts, like they are themselves and they cannot hide that. So uh, I, and also like when marriage equality passed here, it was great and I'm all for it. Like that's awesome. If that's what you're into. Um, But a lot of people like gave up the fight after that and they don't think anything else is worth it. And they're just like continuing to go to brunch and like think about stuff like that rather than like seeing what else is going on around them. They think the fight's over and that's, that's because they they can do what they want at this point to them, they're equal to those people.
2: Yeah, you know? exactly. It's it's for especially for like for gay white men or people that are you know trans and passing kind of thing. It's um it's code switching. So for the people sitting around this table, we are you know we're gay white men. Um, if we go into a job interview, we can code switch so that we can like mask up our voices, or you, you might drop it a tone, or you might not be quite as you know not flamboyant, but you might not be your true authentic self because you're trying to tailor yourself for the exact situation. You can't do that to the outside outsider. You can't do that to your Skin.
5: No, we can't take
2: our skin off. No. And if we did, it would be very unpleasant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like, I'll be honest, like, I have a job interview tomorrow that I'm going to have to do. And, like, it's like, it's even code switching for me thinking of, like, okay, they're going to ask me, how are you doing? How's everything going? Like, if they ask me, like, how has this experience been for you of, like, what's going on in the current world? Like, yeah. And you're you're like, do you really want the answer to that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you really want the answer to that? Or do I, like, sit there and fake and be like, oh, like, everything's good? Like, whatever, you know? Um, like there's parts of code switching I do. I was realizing mm. today that I was like, wow, I have to like think about how I do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> in the the tone of a, an African American person's voice, because there is the um, the stigma associated with the the quote unquote angry black person. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So if you were to be authentic and say, look, I'm really upset about what's going on, and it's not good enough, um, you would be seen as being the angry black person, which is you know unhelpful in a in a job interview situation. Um, oh, for sure. I, I guess as, as the queer people sitting around this table and queer people kind of more widely, how can we show solidarity for people of colour, for what's going on in the US at the moment, especially if we're kind of disconnected from it because we're here in Australia?
1: You no, know, for sure. I think being open to... Well, first of all, let me say this, like checking on your friends is like a big thing. I will say I do have some like friends who are African-American or black that do not want to be checked on. They're they're tired. They're tired of people messaging them for myself. Like I find it very um, comforting. And it's just even if it's the quick message like, hey, I'm here for you. I'm supporting you like whatever. Um, there's a lot of resources out there from uh, like, even on the Black Lives Matter website. Um, a lot of these jail funds. So tonight mm. I know people are going to jail in Houston. I've already seen videos from people on Twitter who um, of people getting arrested then beating people with batons and throwing people around. So um, if you have an extra, extra money, or you want to support throw money into these jail funds of cities of people that, you know, um, Houston's probably going to get a bad tonight. I uh, yep. Philadelphia, New York, LA, Chicago had a thousand people arrested the other day. Um, so like uh, submit, you know, you know, give us what you can there. Uh, And also just, like, be a resource. Tell people, like, hold people accountable. Uh, People have asked me on and on, like, how can I help you? Like, what can we do to support? And I'm like, I need you to start holding other white people accountable because I can't fight this fight all myself. It's exhausting. It's tiring. um, I just can't do it anymore. Um, It just sends me in, like, tears, basically, every night when I do this. Um, And so when I have other people willing to go to bat and say, hey, this is not okay, or, like, hey, your all lives matter um, this is. What, um, let me try to explain, like how that, what that means, and what that looks like from their perspective, or from like a person of color's perspective. Uh, you know, when they're in that fight with me, like that's what I need. I can't do it all myself i need other people and i can't get i always get pinned as an angry black person (laughs) if i do it too much or i'm being too sensitive or anything like that so
2: you are listening to hide and seek here on joy 94.9 we will take a quick break and we'll be back with more from derek based in the u.s to talk about the protests happening in the u.s at the moment i love you
0: feel good radio Joy
5: 94.9. This is Hide and Seek on Joy 94.9. Tim, Michael, and Owen with you this evening. And we are joined by Derek in the US. And Derek, you, you mentioned before that um, some of your friends and people you know have been thrown in jail and um, gone through mistreatment with the police as a result of the protests. You yourself um, were dispersed with tear gas what was that experience like for you
1: it's scary so let me tell you what happened the so there's this um convention center that's in houston there's that's across from the park um actually when we had hurricane uh harvey that happened i went there and volunteered so it was very surreal that like one minute i'm there volunteering like well one year i'm there volunteering and then two or three years later i'm getting like nearly tear gassed um in front of it um (laughs) so anyway we were over there Uh, the cops had us surrounded like from three different sides. And um, because of the cops surrounding us from three different sides, we were just holding our ground. They kept saying they were going to arrest us if we didn't disperse. We were literally there peacefully protesting. No one was like, like pushing them and they don't see any of that there. There are a few people that like get really frustrated and I've seen people throw water bottles, but it was literally like way past them like i I, i'm not going to make excuses like there are there are people but then they're literally held accountable like three seconds later from the rest of the crowd like stop that shit. so um we were getting close i was with two of my other friends we started kind of getting closer to the crowd And, um, all of a sudden you just, I just see hundreds of people like running toward my direction. I'm like, what's going on? And then you see the smoke and then you see people falling to the ground because they literally got directly tear gassed in the face. I watched a girl go into seizures (gasps) uh, and people pouring water on her face and people surrounding her and screaming for a medic. Like I was in the middle of like a war. It was insane. And so then, like, we're, like, there's a group of people, we're, like, trying to find water to pour on our face, and then the smoke's coming and blowing our way, and then, like, we're getting it on us, and it's, like, okay, do I sit here and try, keep trying to scream medic and try to find somebody, or, like, what do I do at this moment, or do I try to save myself? And so, like, it was definitely an experience that, like, I will never forget. Um, and then um, I went further back um, toward, like, the the park, uh, the, there's like this hill over this park and then um the cops kept pushing forward and then there was all of a sudden you just hear this like it sounds like a gunshot and it's the scariest thing ever and then you just see this big flash of light. It's a flashbang, and they do that to disperse the crowd. What um, is that?
5: Like a firework or something?
1: Yeah, it's like a firework basically but I'm like do you really want to throw fireworks at people like individual people's bodies? Like it's scary. Like oh. you think someone's shooting and like and we're in Texas. We're like a lot of people on guns here. Right. So mm. like no one brought, like, I hope no one brought a gun from the protester side to like shoot a cop. But at the same time, it's like, we're there. We don't have weapons. We don't have shields. We have our bodies. We have our faces. We have our signs. Um, but they have literally batons out, um, shields, face masks, um, full on riot gear. Uh, they're on horses. There was a video from on Friday when, um, the, this horse trampled this girl uh, in the middle of the street on between this intersection that's everyone knows. But um, and then the Houston Chronicle the next day was like it was a peaceful protest. No, it was not. Like you used tear gas that night too, and then said you didn't the next day. It was ridiculous. So um, it's definitely an experience I'll never forget. And it's almost like you know. I wish I was kind of still out there with them. I don't want to get arrested. Like, I 100% you know, understand that I'm no good to people. I can't help people if I'm in jail. Um, and even, like, some of the elder people that were there were saying that. Like, do not let them take you to jail. Like, can, you have to be out there doing other things. So
2: yeah. yeah. That was going to be my next question about, you know, the kind of media portrayal. There's been a few things that I've seen online of, you know... Police officers being shown to be kneeling in solidarity or standing with their fists in the air in solidarity, appearing to join protesters. Um, but then other people saying, well, that was five minutes before they then tear gassed us. So it's, it was all just a PR stunt.
1: Yeah, for sure. So there was no cops kneeling here. I'll tell you that 100%. They were out in full force. Um, And it's all kinds of cops. Like, it's not just white cops. It's like, there's so many black cops and so many Asian cops, and there's a lot of Hispanic cops. Um, And so you even with that, like, you still feel like there's no one on your side. Um, Sandra Bland, who died in 2015, there was a, like, two black cops involved in that who said, like, she said, they said that she hung herself and killed herself in jail not the case whatsoever. Um, But there's black cops involved in that. So it's just, it's who you call when you need to call the police on the police, like (laughs) to keep them accountable. Right. Um, And so the media portrayal has just been so off. And like, I've never been one to sit there and like totally trust the media, but I'm also not a conspiracy theorist at all. But when I actually see what I see with my own eyes and then versus like, or my friends tell me who I know are not lying to me because they were there um, versus what I actually read in the media. Like it's, it's pretty sickening, to be honest with you, and not in a good way.
5: <laughs> it really does seem like the government is using the guise of coronavirus restrictions as a way of shutting down protest.
2: Yeah, by starting the curfews and, yeah. and dispersing people. And um, yeah, and I guess how does that relate to what we saw just a few weeks ago, when we talked about this at the, stop at the top of the show, Derek, about you know people going out and protesting for their, for their right to re-enter society and restart the economy. Um, yeah, I guess what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, so I knew those were happening. I don't know where those were happening yesterday in Houston. I was not a part of that. Like, I want to be safe like everybody else. I don't care about wearing a face mask. Just kind of like to quote Michelle Visage, it's a piece of fabric. Like, I'm not stressing over it, right? (laughs) Um, So I don't know where those were happening and how – but I did see the footage from, like, these white men with, like, you know, army gear on and with AKs inside, like, the Michigan – the capital state building in Michigan, and then if we were to do that, oh my god, we have gotten gunned down so fast that would not even be an option if there was a bunch of black guys with AKs walking into any you know state building. So um, yeah, you know, even with,
2: even without a weapon, you're a you're a target and you're you're at risk. Yeah. There was there was something I saw of a um um a, a, a black shop owner was uh, getting their windows broken or whatever, so they called the police, and then the police turned up and arrested the shop owner.
1: Yeah. Just surprised,
2: surprised. purely because they were a person of color.
1: Yeah. It, it's you, you, you like, you almost like at this point calling the police on a person of color is like weaponizing the police uh, against them. Um, I, at this point, like I would have to be in such grave danger that I couldn't defend myself for me to ever think about calling the police. Um, I've had like, when I was younger, I've had like little run-ins here and there. I grew up in a suburb of Dallas and it wasn't anything super crazy. I didn't really feel it back then. Um, but I, I, had some uh, my parents had some domestic issues and so when I've seen the police there like that's definitely treated a little bit differently than I would see probably with anybody else um so it's just it's you know at this point like I just I don't know how to call <laughs> there's no I wouldn't call them but it's not the thing um so if someone's ever like I call the police on these people or call the police on my neighbors because they're being too loud I just look at them like really is that really like you can't just go over there and talk to them like you can't be safe I will always double think before I would ever think about doing that.
5: We mentioned before we were talking about um, media portrayal um, and, and and stuff online. Um, in, in terms of uh, Blackout Tuesday, uh, that hashtag, uh, we've seen that going around. Is, is that hindering or helping the movement, do you think?
1: You know, for me, like, it was a great representation of people that I saw that I got involved um, that cared enough to, A, post it, or B, um, also, like, other things around that so um, this morning when i saw that i was in tears and i'm not a crier whatsoever um and so i was in tears just seeing the amount of people all those black squares i think at one point i looked and it was like the the the, uh blackout tuesday hashtag had uh like 13.7 million posts which is amazing um now you had to take out like not use hashtag BLM or hashtag Black Lives Matter because there was information being um, not included with the algorithm. If you use those, it would start flooding. It would start overtaking those. So I see the issue. I see the flaw in it 100%. And then I had people asking, like, well, do I just not post anything for the rest of the day? Like, what do I put? Like, should I? And I was like, no, you should post other things, just not lifestyle related or like not you're being a thirst trap or whatever, like post resources, post things that you see going on, post things at the protest get word out if things are going on, if lawyers are willing to support us for free, like please post stuff like that in your own city so that people can have those resources. And under people understood, I had multiple people reach out to me and ask me what I thought about it personally or like what I was doing or like why... Or how they could contribute in a positive way so that was pretty amazing is
2: that um taking kind of an emotional or or mental toll on you you said you've you know you don't have to just look after your own health and safety while you're out of the protest but obviously when you get home you need to kind of decompress and and where possible kind of compartmentalize all of that stress into kind of these little boxes that you can deal with regularly is it difficult as a person of color to have non uh, to have white people basically come to you and say what can i be doing how can i show my support is that taking a toll on you as well
1: No, for me, it's not. I'm really happy to see it, Um, probably because this is, you know, it's happened before, but this is like, that was few and far in between. Um, You know, now with this going on, I feel like people's eyes are really open to like what this is. I think with people saw the video of George Floyd and the nine minutes that he (laughs) was on the ground before he died. um, I think that really, you know, affected a lot of people and they actually saw what was going on and how necessary it was. Um, And so for my own mental health, like, um, you know, I go through waves, I get really angry, I get really sad, I get really frustrated, like, I go back into a like a fit of rage. And it's not like I want to go break things or like, you know, punch a hole through the wall, like a Kyle or anything like that. But um, more along the lines of, um, you know, I want people to listen. And I want people to stop. And I want people to stop with the All Lives Matter shit. And I want them to like, really just like, take a deep breath and just listen to us for a minute like that this is happening and this is not okay and that like we're not going to stand for it anymore so um you know it's been nice having people support um it's you know i have to take breaks i have to sit down um you know my social media but it is like it is a double-edged sword because at one moment I'm like, I know I need to put this down, but at this next moment I need to see what's happening out there. And that's like the two, you know, areas I float in between. And it's just really hard sometimes. Like I was trying to watch a movie last night and like every three minutes or five minutes, I kept looking at my phone to see if something else had happened or what was going on or what people were saying or like, you know, who else was there to support and things like that. So,
2: yeah, I feel like 2020s kind of been like that in a way, not to track what's happening in black Lives matter, but you know, with, um, everything that's been happening with international relations at the moment. We've kind of been in a state of constantly checking our phones, like, oh, what's happening with coronavirus? Oh, is World War III started yet? Oh, what's happening with Black Lives Matter? There's just there's so much to, to exhaust you and draw your attention to. Um, but there is, there is so much that's so important about what's happening with the Black Lives Matter movement uh, at the moment. We're going to take a quick break here on Hide and Seek on Joy 94.9, and we will be back with more from Derek to help us unpack that a little bit more.
0: Do you want more? Yes! Yes! Oh! Yes! 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 Oh! Oh! Catch all the Hide and Seek episodes on podcast at joy.org.au slash hide and seek. You're with the sex person on Hide and Seek.
5: I got criticised for not being gay enough because I don't get your RuPaul drag race references.
2: But like any of them. No, no. Like, even even the low-hanging fruit, even the, like, like <laughs> the the throwing watermelons down and you're missing all of them, it's, it's, <laughs> it's devastating. Sometimes it's like talking to a monkey.
0: You're with the Sex Person on Hide and Seek.
6: All right, you are back on Hide and Seek with Tim, Michael, and Owen, and we are continuing to talk with Derek, who has been out at the Black Lives Matter protests in Houston today had to just double-check where we were. Um, Now, you mentioned before that, like, you know, a lot of people are supporting this, a lot of people are visible with this, and, you know, um, so far, like, I've even seen places like Nickelodeon went dark for eight minutes and 43 seconds. Um, And, you know, this feels to me kind of, and I mentioned at the top of the show too, almost like a tipping point, like the Montgomery bus protests or, like, the Stonewall riots, is is that the feeling that's coming through for you guys? Is that the hope here?
1: Yeah, definitely. And what we're asking like we know doing these protests like we know George Floyd's not going to come back, but we want to stop this happening in the future and we want legislation and we want it now. And we don't want like bullshit reg- legislation like, "Oh, you know what? We're going to give our cops extra training about what this." No, like they should we're gonna be We're going to do an to internal
2: investigation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no one wants that. Yeah. yeah yeah and like even just the, the the shit that's happened so far where they're like okay they arrested one of the three cops no they need to arrest all or one of the four cops they need to arrest all four. period and then they want to give him a third degree murder charge which is like basically uh if you were to accidentally hit someone with your car and they died like something similar to that basically um and so but like it, it's man that's that's manslaughter but like anyway how it works out here it's probably about the same so um and then like we're just not taking it like that's not okay and then there's like Rumors at the autopsy saying, oh, well, they actually, the first pre-autopsy, I have a friend who teaches, he's a doctor who teaches other doctors how to do autopsies and other people how to do autopsies. And he said he's never heard of a pre-autopsy, like 100% 100 bullshit. Um, So they want to try to spin this so many different ways. And we're not going to let them, like we're not going to do that. Um, There needs to be so much more stricter legislation just around the way the police treat people, um, police accountability, uh, just uh, even within the the their precincts and the stations and things like that. Um, there was one video that got released of um, a cop who was uh, he was. He was ramming himself into a female, like a black female. And there was another black female cop who was there who was present, and she pulled him back and started pushing him back. And that is the only video you see of cop versus cop accountability happening. Yep, it's the only uh, one and, I've and, seen. Yeah. And it's crazy. Um, and there's like something on Facebook that is like if you have a thousand good cops and ten bad cops, but the thousand bad, uh, good cops do not report the ten bad cops, you have 1, a thousand and ten bad cops. Bad yeah, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's not happening. It's a good old boys club, which is a reference in the South saying basically like they know each other. They it, it's basically class solidarity, like yep. uh, race solidarity. <laughs> so um, it's very similar, brotherhood of you know police and all that stuff. So. Um, you know, we want legislation, we want it now. Um, today, Sheila Jackson Lee did say that she's going to push for legislation this week um, in George Floyd's name um, here in Houston. So we'll see what that brings. Um, she didn't get super specific on it, or maybe I just didn't hear that piece. But um, so, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that we need to happen now because no one should be afraid to go out to ride in a car. Uh, or, you know, to be walking with Skittles, um, or even if they do get pulled over for a broken tail light, like, end up in jail and then some, quote-unquote, a suicide of someone who has never showed signs of suicide. So, yeah.
5: Wow. So here in Australia, would- we have the police operating on a state-by-state level. Is that how the change would necessarily be implemented in the US? Does it work the same kind of way?
1: So I know each... Um, This police here are implemented like county by county. So there's like Harris County is the county that Houston's in. And it's just like, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm trying to think how to say it. It's like a district, I guess you could say, but, um, anyway, So, um, you know, everything's County by County. Um, you know, she would be in the city of Houston. So that would include all the counties within the city of Houston, I believe. Um, but like we need like state legislation, we need country legislation and I know the country legislation that is going to be very hard to get with our current person who is in the white house, who is hiding in a bunker with all his lights out. Um, and so state by state, if this has to be a state by state thing, then we will continue to do that. Um, I read somewhere earlier that there has been protests in all 50 States and like that, really has warmed my heart so in
5: all 50 states wow, wow. that's that's sensational yeah. that's fantastic and and look to wrap things up derek how can people get involved how can people donate are there any specific websites or resources out there that we can access
1: yeah for sure um so the black lives matter website is a great website um, and there's a lot of this stuff you might have to Google specifically, but um, if you have friends, uh, you know, in these cities that are getting arrested, um, please look up the city. Each city, each major city has a, uh, a bail fund um, for those people that are getting arrested. And uh, groups like Black Lives Matter, the end of ACP, um, and even like just separate groups within those groups are actually like going through and like, getting these people out of jail so they can go through and like continue to live their lives or get back out there and continue to be activists. Um, you know, educate yourself. That is like another big thing. And just please have an open mind when you think about this stuff. I know like the, lo- the loitering, uh, loitering, I'm sorry, I know the looting and the rioting and all of that seems senseless and seems crazy, but we cannot continue to peacefully protest our own genocide and yep uh, i mean they, the day, they tried that
2: you know when people tried to kneel for the national anthem and god forbid anyone kneel peacefully like people went crazy yeah. over that too so that's it, it yeah. it's not working
1: <laughs> no for sure yeah so we we can't continue to do that we've tried things in the past to be peaceful um and like you know, my friend said it best. He was like, well, what did you think when we told you no justice, no peace? So, um, you know, we don't want to go that route. We don't want to continue to do things like that. And like, I'm not endorsing any violence. I'm not endorsing any of that. Um, but people are angry. People are upset. This is people's families. Uh, these are people's homes. Um, you know, we just can't con- continue in like this. So...
2: Well, thank you so much, Derek, for joining us on the show this week and for taking the time and energy to join us, especially after the day you've had, the week you've had, um, and the experience that you're having at the moment. So we really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us.
1: Thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And be safe over there. I will. I definitely will. Um, I don't know if there's any more events happening this week, but uh, I'll keep you guys informed. So we'll see.
2: Thank you so much. And we'll, of course, have um, all of the links to the things that we've discussed at the end of um, end of the show and also we'll put them up on our podcast page. Just head to joy.org.au forward slash hide and seek, where you can find all of those. Thank you so much again, Derek, for joining us on the show.
0: You're with the Sex Person on Hide and Seek.
2: Well, that was amazing to get to talk to Derek on the program. Um, I think it's important that as three white guys, we talk about our privileges, three white guys, and Indeed. Um, and connect with our own community. But um, obviously this week and the... The th- everything that's happening in the US is all about amplifying uh, people of colour's voices and um, hopefully we've done that to some to some extent.
5: And I think um, it, it's really important to speak to people on the ground as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. We're hearing a lot of these things through the media and, well, we're media as well. But, we are, yeah. But we are relying on those reports and sometimes mm-hmm. they do end up distorting things a little bit yep. and we're only hearing stuff um, being here in Australia. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, it, it was really great to to chat to Derek and really understand
2: what's going on over there. Yep, and um and yeah, if if you can and you have the the agency and the time and the energy to jump on, um, following the Black Lives Matter or the BLM hashtag are good ways to get that um, that info. And if you have managed to, if you've done the whole black tile thing, and you've. Popped it up, and you have put the Black Lives Matter um, hashtag. I think the advice has been to not to edit it, but to delete it, take it off, repost it, and use the um, Blackout the Blackout Tuesday, Tuesday hashtag. Mm. Has been has been the advice. Um, we did mention at the start of the show there is a. Rally happening here in Melbourne on Saturday at 2pm um, at the Parliament House Steps. Uh, the organisers have requested that you wear a face mask, uh, hand sanitise, um, maintain good physical distancing, but if you would like to do something physical and you feel safe and well enough to do so to attend that, um, that is an option there for you. Obviously, if you're feeling unwell for any reason, stay at home is the best advice. And there are other amazing ways to, to get involved and to donate.
5: Indeed. And there, there is also... Uh a similar problem here in Australia with Indigenous people and the way that they're treated. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we do have some organisations
2: here in Australia that have been set up for this purpose? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're if you're an Indigenous person and want to access any health services, obviously the ARCHOs, which are the, um, the Aboriginal Community Controlled Health Organisations, there's one in every state. Um, but if you're specifically, obviously we're a queer radio station, if you're a um, queer um, Indigenous person, um, Black Rainbow is um, a national advocacy platform for and a touchpoint for Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people who identify as um, LGBTIQA+ plus. so that is a um, a way for you to reach out and um, yeah just um, want to reiterate that we um, we recognize the importance of those voices and we want to hear more of them I guess indeed um, and if you're if you're not getting on the ground or you here in Australia and you're wanting to um, Donate while you're in the US. There's some um, amazing places to do that. There is obviously the, um, the main Black Lives Matter donation page, which is blacklivesmatter.card, and card has two R's, C-A-R-R-D, dot co. card with two R's, dot co. Um, and Owen found an amazing uh, resource before that I hadn't seen, which was um, the the Notion.co website? Notion.so so, website, yeah. um, which is, it's got a bit of a long... Uh, title which we can't rattle off, so we will put a link in our podcast page. Um, and it's got a link to um, sign petitions, donate to bail funds, you can donate to families, to organizations, and communities, um, and volunteer.
6: Yeah, and, and, and down towards the bottom as well, um, there's also links for if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed with all of this, um, if you're struggling mentally with the, just the year that it has been, quite frankly, um, there's support there as well. Th- these are trying time, there is only so much you can do. You know, you heard Derek say that he needs to take breaks at different points. Mm-hmm. We all do. Um, look after yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't look after other- others unless you're looking after yourself. Yep. The last thing I'll say on the topic. Yep, and now.
2: if you need any support at this time, it is a difficult time, head to joy.org.au forward slash support and there you can get links to things like Switchboard, to Lifeline, Thorna um, Hub Health and other queer inclusive services if you, um, if you need anyone to talk to. Uh, that has been another episode of hide and seek here on joy 94.9. Um, I think it's important that we continue to, um, discuss this and amplify those, um, people of color's voices and carry on this narrative next week. We will return to our regular scheduled programming of, uh, talking about queer sex. Um, but we won't stay silent on this and we'll be continuing to carry forth this conversation. Fantastic. Thanks guys for doing this with us. Thank you. And see you next week. Do
0: you want more? Yes! 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 Oh! Yes! 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 Oh! 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 Catch all the hide and seek episodes on podcast at joy.org.au slash hide and seek.